our church families in Ukraine? Will Russia, China, and Iran, that that alliance and their potential conflicts lead to a World War III? World government and Mark of the Beast updates. All in the news today. We will analyze these events while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, I will be taking your calls today. Uh, this is open line Friday. The number to reach me, one 877 363 But before we get into the program, I wanted us, y'all, I mean, everybody knows what's going on over in uh, Ukraine right now, Russia invaded them yesterday morning and some horrible acts of violence, people being killed, buildings being bombed. They're trying to over, overtake uh, the capital, Kiev. And I have a personal interest in this. I have a friend of mine that came out of our church who is a missionary overseas and his wife's family is our main missionary to Ukraine. And his family right now is trying to get their wives and children out of there. And some of the men are considering staying for the church's sake. I told him, I said, man, I, you know, wow. That's, that's commitment. And he said, well, they don't want, they've got these big churches over there. They didn't want to leave the churches, so... Some of the men would stay, but they're trying to get the women and children out of there, at least right now over into western Ukraine. But if it gets bad, they're going to try to get them out of the country. I just talked to him, and um, he said that he's going to try to be with his family. Some of them are here in the... He's deputizing here in the United States. He's trying to go to Ohio to be with some of his family, but they are just going through it right now. They're having bombs drop around their home. And so he was saying, we need prayer because they've got some huge decisions to make right now. Uh, he did not want me to give you their name uh, and, and his name. He's in a country where Christians are not supposed to be there ministering. <laughs> so I can't even give you their name. I wish I could, but he was like, I, I tried to get him to be on the program. He told me that if his brother-in-law was willing, maybe first part of next week, that he could connect us and I would have him on for an interview here on the program, but as of right now, he was like, you know, please don't mention any names, but a great friend of ours um, went to our church here in Garland, and he came out of that and married into the family of the Ukrainian missionaries. So definitely remember the churches and and the people of Ukraine as well, but um, I just wanted to mention that before we get started today, so that way I know many of you are prayer warriors and you do have a prayer life, you talk to God. Please remember the Ukrainian missionaries today and the decisions that they're having to make. they got these huge churches there. 
and they're wondering what should we do with our families? Can we can we even get out? And so um, you've seen many of the the pictures where people are staying in um, subways and stuff for protection because Russia has just rolled in there from every direction uh, in Kiev, and so definitely remember them in your prayers uh, going forward. Also, I. I was talking, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how all of this ties into Bible prophecy. I talked about it yesterday, about the Russian um, invasion and Russia's role in end-time Bible prophecy. Russia is scattered all throughout end-time Bible prophecy. One of the aggressor nations in the world governing body. But I was trying to consider, and I was talking to my wife Jana, about how could all this tie into, somehow into the Middle East, and because of the Euphrates River situation, I, I know that any conflict could kick it off. I, I understand all that. I, I, and, but I also have to go back to the Scriptures in Revelation 9 when we talk about the Sixth Trumpet War. I'm not, I'm not concerned about the Battle of Armageddon at this point. That's years away. That's at the end of the Great Tribulation. I'm focused on the Sixth Trumpet War because, according to the Bible, it's time for that to occur now. One of the, it's one of the next two prophecies on God's prophetic timeline. But I was trying to see how could all of this tie into the Middle East, the Euphrates River region somehow. And I told her last night, sitting there, we were talking, and I said, you know, you've heard over the last couple of years or so about this Iran, Russia, and Chinese alliance that has been formed. They've been having military operations and training together and they visited each other's country and they're all allies and all of this. So they're all sitting here wondering what's going on with the United States. What's the United States going to do if we do this? They're watching. China, I promise you, is watching. China and Iran are watching what's going on with the United States and with Ukraine right now. And saying, hey, if if Russia is successful in taking over possibly all of Ukraine, and all we do is try to sanction them, then that would embolden them and say, well, hey, if Russia can get away with this, then China could probably maybe get away with taking Taiwan. Iran could possibly get by with creating a bomb. Now, I haven't read the JCPOA, the new JCPOA, or the version of that, but I, read, I have read where some people are speculating that it's only about a two-and-a-half-year uh, time span when Iran would be able to create a nuclear weapon, that it's much, it's much weaker than the original uh, Iranian nuclear deal where they, were allowed, they had sunset clauses and President Trump pulled us out of that. But I was talking to my wife last night about how could all of this tie in, and I was just speculating and just throwing things at her, all these news stories that I've seen. Well, I get up this morning, and I see an article by, I think, yeah, it's on Fox News, by Senator Lindsey Graham, and he was being interviewed by, uh, I think the guy's name is Waters. And the title of the video, and I'm going to share some of this video, probably do it when I get back from the break, But it was Senator Lindsey Graham warns of World War III if Vladimir Putin, China, and Iran 
get away with it. And I thought, this is exactly what I was talking to my wife about last night. Now, I don't know for sure if this is going to be the case. Again, I was simply speculating. But when we get back from the break, I want you to hear, because this is exactly what I was talking to my wife about. I will, when we get back from the break, I'll let you hear the clip by Senator Lindsey Graham. And you can tell me what you think about it. Because again, this six trumpet war is one of the next prophecies to occur on God's prophetic timeline if it has not already begun. This is something that I watch all the time. End Time Ministries is heavily uh, involved in watching these things. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. So, uh, I want you to hear this clip by uh, Lindsey Graham. The title of it was, Lindsey Graham warns of World War III if Putin, China, and Iran get away with it. Here's the clip. Last question real quick. If he goes after a NATO country, do we send soldiers there and bail out Estonia or Lithuania or something like that? Uh, we better because we've, we made a promise to all of our NATO allies an attack on one is an attack on all. I'd like to remind you, my friend, after 9-11, Article 5 was invoked for the first time in the history of NATO on our behalf. So if you let Putin get away with this and China get away with it and Iran get away with it, you'll be in a third world war and you'll have a bunch of radical Islamists with nuclear weapons. That's why you need to control your border. Remember World War II. This didn't work out well then. It's not going to work out well now. So exactly what I was proposing, speculating to my wife last night. I get up this morning, I see this deal with Lindsey Graham and he says, hey, if you let Putin get away with this 
If you let China get away with Taiwan, and if you allow Iran to get a nuclear weapon, that's going to lead to World War III. And I, I was telling my wife, how can I tie all of this into the Middle East? And then I hear this this morning, and man, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm speculating. Because I, some of the things are, I can't answer. I wish I could. But w- until they happen... We can only speculate. I know what the prophecy says is going to happen, but as far as the nations are involved or where the thing kicks off, I don't know what that's going to be, but wow, I thought I would share that with you because there are people that are thinking, you know, if all three of this axis of evil, Russia, China, Iran, all of them are very uh, thick allies, if they cannot, if they're sitting back watching what's going on with Joe Biden right now and uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia. And I will tell you, here's something you need to consider. Donald, Tr- President Trump came in and exposed a lot of stuff. He woke America up to what was really going on. These secret deals between the Bidens and China and all these different things. Everybody had their hands in everybody's pocket, right? These underhanded deals. Well, now consider this. Joe Biden cut off the Keystone Pipeline, which, had, which would have produced over 800,000, I think it was 830,000 barrels a day. And a price of gasoline starts to go up, 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 right? Because we were an exporter of energy. Now we're having to import energy because he shut it all down. So the price of gasoline starts going up. We shut off the, he shut off the Keystone Pipeline, which would have produced 830,000 barrels a day. But yet we are importing f- over half a million barrels a day from Russia. So we're sanctioning them and their banks and access to their banks, but yet we're buying over half a, a million barrels of oil from them per day. Does that make any sense to anybody? I'm just sitting here trying to figure all this stuff out from every angle. And yeah, I know about them overtaking Chernobyl, all these different things. And I I don't know if there's any uh, prophetic implications from that. I think it's just maybe from what I've read, it's the shortest uh, route from Russia down into Kiev. And they had to overtake that so they could make sure they could get through that area. Uh, I don't think they could militarize that in any way. But I'm just trying to figure all this stuff out. And I wanted to run some of it by you because... It's definitely some things to contemplate. Why, are, why, are, um, why would we not open up the Keystone Pipeline project, start producing oil? We, we're sitting on massive amounts of resources here in the United States, but yet we've shut that off and we're buying from overseas. Now, ask yourself why we're doing that. And we're still buying oil from Russia while this is happening, but yet we're sanctioning them. Makes no sense to me. And so it's just something that I'm speculating on, looking at from all angles, because honestly, I'm trying to figure out how it goes along with Bible prophecy. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in sharing the gospel of the kingdom around the world and preparing people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. But yet, I also want to figure out these prophecies because it's showing us how close we are to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So I'm running on a a, a train track, two rails now. And it's all headed to the same end, but I want to keep you guys up to date on it, how close we are. There's so much prophecy. I've got got two or three programs, really, 
put together of information here. We'll never get to it all. But um, if I run out of calls today, i got so much that I could go over with you. Prophecies converging at the same time. It's unbelievable how fast this stuff is happening. Mark of the Beast updates, world government updates, pushing propaganda of the world government. <sighs> it's happening very fast. And so I'm not sensationalizing things. I mean, we're moving right along. Really quick, i got a couple calls I'm going to get to you. This weekend, tomorrow night, I will be up in the Rock Church of Justin, Texas. It's at 411 Ludy Avenue, L-E-U-T-Y. Tomorrow night from 6 to 8 p.m., I'll be teaching the the, uh, Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. It's a new lesson for this year. And everything about the Great Reset and Build Back Better and everything they're trying to push on America and the world. And then Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to about 12, 12.30, I'll be doing Breaking Prophetic um, News. I've got new information on the Red Heifers. I'll be sharing that up there. I will, uh, I'll be talking about this Ukrainian-Russian situation. Um, and so a lot of different things going on. World, world government, Mark, Mark of the Beast. Updates on all kinds of stuff on Sunday morning. Um, updates on the peace agreement in the Middle East. So uh, meet me up there in the Rock Church of Justin, Justin, Texas, 411 Ludi Avenue, Saturday evening and Sunday morning. All of the information is on the website, endtime.com, at the uh, events and then the conferences tab. Okay, let's go to the phones. Um, Gary in Nevada. God bless Gary. Welcome to End of the Age. Uh, thank you for taking my call, um, and uh, I really do want to let you guys know I really appreciate all your efforts and work you do. Um, my question is, um, it's Daniel 11, uh, verse 44. Yes, sir. It says, but rumors from the east and from the north will terrify him, and he will go out with great wrath to eliminate and annihilate many. Um, and I, when we're reading the scriptures, it, it seems like, Russia is the military source or the aggressor out of the out of the one world um, governmental system. Right. And I'm wondering um, if you go north of Russia, that's a kind of a direction you end up with Canada and the United States. If you go east of Russia, you run into the United States. Right. Um, then you get into uh, 45. That's when he starts. That's when they they go in and start, um, uh, you know, the uh, the end time war when Jesus returns. So I'm wondering, is 44 the key verse where that's where we are annihilated or we're we're at war and we can't defend Israel against uh, against the final aggression? Right. So Daniel 11, when you start at verse 20. All the way down to 45, it's talking about the Antichrist and his kingdom. And so we know that that doesn't occur until the final three and one and a half years, all the way to the Battle of Armageddon. Now, this here is talking about during the time of his reign, that three and one half years, that he will face adversity all the way through. There will be nations that are against him, that are fighting against him, pushing back against his agendas all the way to the Battle of Armageddon. We know that during that time, we are protecting Israel, the wings of a great eagle in Revelation 12, all the way through that three and one half year period until we get to the Battle of Armageddon and then the United States is not mentioned there. And Russia as the aggressor with other world governing armies 
are coming down against Israel to battle. Gog and Magog. We, I talked about it yesterday. Is this the place where you say the United States is destroyed? I, don't, I do not know the answer to that. And I do also do not know that the United States is necessarily destroyed. Maybe we have had our veto power um, done away with at the United Nations so we can't protect Israel through that avenue. I mean, I don't know this, but I can't answer what happens to the United States, why we will have allowed these aggressor nations to come down against Israel to battle at that point. But I, I, I do not know that we would be destroyed. I don't know that the Bible says that, Gary. Have you um, ever seen the George Washington prophecies or gone through those? Not to my knowledge. It's been, they're in the Congressional Library. Okay. Um, and the, the George Washington prophecies is where he had a, basically had a vision during, uh, he, every night he went to a prayer in a tent that was set up for him. Mm-hmm. And during, the, during his, he was in that prayer, and he came out, and he was as white as a ghost, and everybody was asking him, why are you, what's, what's wrong with you? And he explained to him the, his prophecy or what was given to him. Mm-hmm. And he saw three wars, the war that they were in the middle of, the war between the North and the South, and the final war that the United States was totally was invaded, and during, during which time um, angelic beings uh, came down and defended the United States. Okay. Um, I know that's not in the Bible. Right. And so anytime you take a prophecy that's not in the Bible, right. have a handful of salt. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it, it's just, uh, it's just this, it just seems to fit a little bit for me. Right. Um, that's why we wouldn't be able to defend Israel during that, that, against uh, Armageddon. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you basically answered it for me, Gary. If it's, if it's not a scriptural prophecy, even though it may be correct, when I'm answering questions, when I'm writing, when I'm doing television and radio programs, I have to stick with Scripture. And if the Scripture doesn't tell us, at that point it's speculation for me. And so that's what I'm going to have to go with. Again, I'm not discounting that, um, because I do believe that God does give people visions, but I believe that any vision that comes to, from God will align up with the Bible. Um, so again, at this point, that would be purely speculation on my part, and so... Um, you know, that's the best I can do for you, Gary. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you very much. All right. God bless you, my friend, and thank you for the call. Let's go to um, Jason in Arkansas. God bless Jason. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, I appreciate it, Dave. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. I just got a couple, I just got a couple quick questions. Uh, in Daniel 7, when it talks about the bear and it's having uh, the three ribs in its mouth, I know we've got a lot of different interpretations of that. I was I just wanted to let you thought about um, the three ribs possibly being Ukraine, Belarus, and Crimea. That's uh, the only three members left that hasn't joined NATO yet. And uh, you know as well as I do, if nobody's going to stop Putin now. He's going right. to continually go after another one as soon oh, as yeah. this is over. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Jason, that would be... I've got so many scenarios. I mean, I've got stacks of people saying, hey, you know, can the four angels come out of the great river Euphrates and go start, you know, 
three different conflicts around the world that have to do with Russia, and that could be the three ribs. At this point, I, I, I strictly have to speculate. It, you know, I, we've thought yeah. that it could be Manchuria, Mongolia, Xinjiang, between Russia and China, between the um, NATO and Russia could be the Baltic nations, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. Uh, we speculated yesterday it could be Georgia, Ukraine, and Crimea. I mean, at this point, I do, I do not know the answer to that. The Bible just says there's three ribs. I do have many articles that are saying that these nations between Russia and these other um, conflicts are bones of contention. And we've speculated for years that that could be ribs. But again, at this point, I mean, anything's on the table. Uh, You know, I I simply, it's going to be one of those things, Jason, where we're probably going to have to live through it, like the Chernobyl nuclear accident or something like that. We'll have to live through that and then look back and say, okay, that was the three. At this point, it's purely speculation. Right. That's yes, going to be another, wow, wow, look, check this out. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this just, you know, come come to pass and we didn't even know it, but now it makes perfect sense type scenario. Exactly. Okay, my, my last question is, um, it talks about in Revelation 17, 8, mm-hmm. uh, the beast um, that ascends out of the bottomless pit. I know it refers to in Revelation uh, uh, two or three different times, talks about the bottomless pit. Yeah. And um, when the fifth trumpet sounds, um, they were talking about the bottomless pit that um, came about in it. Could, um, and I was just putting, you know, some things together on this uh, a week or two ago. And, it, you know, it says it, it ascends out of the bottomless pit. Is that same bottomless pit the one it's referring to? Because if it is, the Gulf War... Uh, come to an end around 1992, and I was putting two and two together. And um, European Union, if that if it, that beast ascends out of the bottomless pit, meaning you know it was formed after the bottomless pit was gone, that that could be the European Union because it was technically formed as soon as bottomless pit was basically gone, which would be about 1992. Well, 1993 mm-hmm. is when the European Union was formed. Yeah. Well, I, I again, at this point, I, <laughs> you're hitting me with some questions. I, I, I simply cannot answer beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, because right. if there, when you go to like Revelation 9, because the bottomless pit, like you say, is mentioned many times. When you go to Revelation right. 9, the Bible says, and they had a king over them. This is the fifth trumpet, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. When the bottomless pit was opened, this happened. And so... Uh, the, and, you know, this beast shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. What specifically is the bottomless pit? I'm not 100% sure we can answer that at this point. And, um, uh, Jason, ho- hold over the break here. I'm coming up to a break. Hold over that and we'll continue the conversation uh, when we get back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Jason, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let, let me let me give you and the audience a, a, a reason why I, I'm not sure we can answer what the bottomless pit is. Because... Yeah, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Can I just add, I just add something real quick? Yeah. Um, when it, when it talks... I mean, I just find it really ironic when it talks about the bottomless pit and if it's to do with the Gulf War... And it ending in 90, I mean, I'll get my years mixed up, sometime around 92. Yeah. And it talks about this beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit. And I was thinking this beast, you know, I was trying to link up the European Union. And when I brought this up, when they were formed, and it said 1993, it kind of blew my mind away. But even more than that, if you read on down, it talks about the seven hit, uh, the seven heads and the seven mountains, which the one with Sidus, which we believe that, that to be... Um, uh, wrong. Right. Well, it, it, even when you tie it back to European Union, um, it was not only formed in 1993. You go back to 1957, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. That's when the Treaty of Rome was formed, it, and it was part of the initial start of the European Union. And it, that that just kind of you know I was putting two and two together, yeah. and it, it, you come and it rung a bell in my head, and I thought, wow, you know this this could be something here. So yeah. Uh, again, uh, when we talk about this, I can talk about the European Union till the cows come home, world government, all the Europe, everything. But when it comes to the specific, where what's the bottom of, of the, the bottomless pit? What is that? L- let me tell you why yeah. I am kind of unsettled on what that is in my mind. Because if you go to the fifth trumpet, the Bible says the fifth angel sounded. I saw a star fall from heaven, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit. There rose a smoke out of the pit. And, um, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. That's number one. When you go to Revelation 17, 18, it says, The beast that thou sawest that was, is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, go into perdition, and they that dwell upon the earth shall all wonder whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we're talking about the end-time world-governing body there. And then... Correct. It says in Revelation 20, I saw an angel come down from heaven having a key to the bottomless pit. 
with a great chain in his hand, and he cast Satan into the bottomless pit. So the when you go to all these different things, it says the world government comes out of that, and the Satan's going to be cast into the bottomless pit. So again, I don't know if I can nail down specifically the bottomless pit. I just right. know I don't want anything I, to do with it. <laughs> right. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to throw things out there. Yeah, yeah. Even when you're talking about, you know, that verse right there, I was thinking, you know, that, that you know, Satan um, slash could be Antichrist ahead of the yeah. European Union. You know, this beast that comes out of the bottom. I was trying to put them all together. Right, so right. I really, I really appreciate um, you taking my call and everything. All right, Jason. Well, I wish it could have been more help. I mean, I what I do <clears throat> when it comes to some of these things, Jason, is I tie all the scriptures. If it's wondering if it's the Antichrist, there are over 50 prophecies concerning the Antichrist in the Bible. I'll go read every right. one of them. And it gives me a, bit, a good overview of what to look for, what not to worry about. And that's how I figure everything out. Of course, my father-in-law, I've been on all these roads with him many times trying to figure it out. And um, at some point, occasionally, now not very often, but occasionally, my father-in-law would look at me and say, Dave, at this point, we simply don't know. And he told me, he said... Don't ever get on the radio and tell every, and fabricate an answer. He said, "If you don't know, just tell him you don't know." And at this point, he was he, <laughs> right. he 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 was never wrong. He just would say, and that was one of the things about Irvin Baxter is if he didn't know, he'd just say, "You know what? We don't know." And right. so that's, that's, that's what that's I'm having to do. tell you. There's a couple. There's there's a few things in the scripture that we will have to just we'll have to live through to look back and say, "You know what? That was it." And you know what, Jason? Some of these things we'll never know till we get on the other side. Then we can have a conversation, and I say, Jason, let me answer all your questions at this point. Until then, we're not going to know it all. That's, that's right. Yep. All right, Jason. Well, God bless you, my friend. I'm going to have to let you go. Uh, i got a full bank of callers here. Um, let's go to Stephen in Washington. God bless Stephen. Welcome to End of the Age. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Yes, sir. Um, uh, since the caller asked you about the question uh, about the bottomless pit, yeah. uh, at the time when Lord saved me, I saw a vision uh, of a uh, bottomless pit. And the bottomless pit is a terribly, terribly suffering place. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, it's like uh, what the Gospel of Luke, 16th chapter, where the rich man was a suffering. Uh-huh. Uh, likewise, it's a terribly, terribly painful, uh, suffering place. Uh, that's all I can tell you. I oh. couldn't see in my vision, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's, what bottomless pit looks like. I could only feel the pain that I was feeling at the time, you know. And it's, it's an awful, awful place. Uh, that much I could tell you about the bottomless pit. Okay. Uh, that's where the, uh, I think, the evil spirits uh, may be uh, dwelling there, you know, uh, okay. at least a part of it, you know, I'll, part I'll, of them. Yep, I'll take that into consideration when I do my further studies on that. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, my question uh, uh, is, is uh, Book of Revelation spoke of New Jerusalem coming yep. down from heaven. Yes. And uh, I like... I like uh, uh, your your opinion on uh, when that would be chronologically, uh, whether it's a before millennium or after millennium? 
Yeah, so that happens at what the New Jerusalem comes down, Revelation chapter 21, is uh-huh. a symbolic view of the church. Now, this is a whole Bible study at this point, because a lot of people think there's going to be a physical city that comes down out of heaven, and right. a new earth is created. We believe that that's going to happen at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. The new earth, new heaven, and the new earth. However, when you get into the new Jerusalem, and I say it's a symbolic view of the church, when you go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 9, this is why I say this. John said, There came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven plagues. It lets us know right here when it is because the seven vials happens at the, in Revelation 16. It's the seven vials of the wrath of God, which is at the time of the great uh, time of the battle of Armageddon. But he said, and he talked with me and he said, Hey, John, come hither. And, and I'm in Revelation 21, 9 for everybody. Come hither and I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Well, we know that's the church, right? Mm-hmm. So then he says in Revelation 21, 10, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So it's a, And then it goes on to describe symbolic views of the church. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Uh, and if you look at the foundation of this city, the 12, the, the, um, 12 apostles' names are in them. And so uh, Revelation 21 is a symbolic view of the, the new Jerusalem, a symbolic view of the church. And that happens that the new heaven, new earth is created at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. When you get back into Isaiah, the Bible talks about during the time of the new heaven and the new earth that the wolf will lay down with the lamb, the lion will, um, the lion will eat straw, the child will play on the hole of an asp, which is a poisonous snake. That's what it talks about. It'd be like in the, during that time. So, um, it's at the time, it's during like the 1000 year millennial reign at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. As you know, uh, you know, the Lord gave us specific dimensions of this new Jerusalem. That's correct. You know, 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles long, and 1,500 miles high. Uh, Since he has given us a dimension of that, uh, we know certainly uh, that new Jerusalem is not going to fit into current Israel, you know. Uh, because it, it needs a lot more uh, land space for New Jerusalem to be uh, placed uh, when it comes down from heaven. Uh, and so uh, I was I was kind of pondering about that, you know, and I was thinking and leaning more close to the, uh, after uh, uh, his ruling the uh, earth for 1,000 years, and then uh, when the Lord creates a new heaven and new earth, and at that time, uh, perhaps that new Jerusalem will come down uh, on, on the uh, new earth. Okay. You know, but I was curious uh, what your understanding uh, was on that. Yes. And, and I want to make a one uh, other comment um, about our, our current uh, situation uh, throughout the world. Yeah, just it, just Stephen, make it quick because I got a full bank of callers here. Yes, um, currently uh, the situation is really really uh, hot uh, because of what Russia had done to uh, Ukraine. Uh, I think we should ask uh, White House to vacate and uh, let 
President Trump, who is much, much more able to handle uh, our national uh, situation, to ha- take the helm again, you know. Okay. Waiting until coming uh, midterm, which is uh, November, uh-huh. which is still another about 10 months away, uh, and that's, that's a too long to wait. And uh, in, this is what I call a national emergency, really, and yeah. I, I think a lot of people see that. Yes. And therefore, we should ask uh, Democrats to vacate the White House and uh, have President Trump take the helm. If it were that uh, easy, Stephen, a lot more secure. Stephen, uh, if it were that easy, security. I think a lot of people would have already done that. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> what I'm saying so is, I, I, yeah. uh, you know, not according to uh, you know our our rules of law, but uh, this is uh, the way I see it is a really a emergency case. Okay. And, and that's the reason why I'm saying this. All right, Stephen. Well, I do thank you for the call. Uh, we'll take all that into consideration. Again, if a, a lot of people would have already reinstalled Trump if that was, um, you know, a possibility. But you do have laws and rules and regulations that you have to follow. And so, um, you know, all of us on the conservative side of the aisle, we're going to stick to that. Uh, but God knows. At the end of the day, God knows what's going on. And I just pray that his will is done. That's the best thing. Okay, let's go to um, Kevin out in California. God bless Kevin. Welcome to End of the Age. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Hold on. Dave? Yes, I'm here. Hey, God bless you, sir. Uh, Listen, I just wanted to, I got a question, but let me make a quick statement. Okay. I'm a paraplegic. I am enrolled in the Jerusalem Prophecy College. Yes, sir. And I teach... Two Bible classes on the end times. Great. Because uh, God has blessed me. Listen, my question, you may have already answered it, is how does Gog and Magog fit into the scheme of things? Okay. So Gog and Magog in Ezekiel chapter 38 is referring to Russia. And Russia is one of the main aggressors, is actually the main aggressor throughout Bible prophecy in the world governing armies. The nations that are involved in that... It's the Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, which is talking about the, the mainly Gog and Magog. It does give many different nations there, but it's, that's talking about the Battle of Armageddon. And it, talks about, it does talk about Togomar, which is Turkey, and Gomar, which is um, Europe, and uh, Persia, which is Iran, and some different nations there. But Russia is the aggressor, and when it talks about that, um, that's the Gog and Magog that it's referring to. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Thank you much, Kevin. God bless you. I'm going to let you go. Uh, Okay, everybody. We're going to go. I'll try to get to all your uh, questions before the end of the program. And uh, some great questions today. So looking forward to it. God bless each and every one. And remember Ukraine in your prayers today. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, we're going straight back to the phones here. Try to get to everybody before the end of the program. Uh, Annabelle in Missouri, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. Um, my question, I was wondering if you had heard, I get uh, a lot of news from Newsbreak, and I saw today where they're saying that Russia is uh, feuding, well, mad, over the fact with Israel that uh, over Syria and the Golan Heights. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if... Uh, that might be one of the steps that will lead uh, Russia down to Israel in the um, the last day war. Yeah, Have so you heard that? yeah that that is a possibility. Um, I would lean mm-hmm. more towards that than Russia and Ukraine at this point, because it's right uh-huh. there in the in the Euphrates River region. Uh, Syria goes all the way up into and beyond the Euphrates River region up there in the be the northeastern portion. And so uh-huh. I would lean more towards that than the Russia-Ukrainian situation. Um, uh-huh. Will Russia, Syria, and Israel be the spark or the, the conflict that kicks off World War III? Again, at this point, I don't know the answer to that. Um, it is in the region because you have uh, the Euphrates River is housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. So again, uh-huh. I would lean more towards that than the Russia-Ukrainian situation. Um, right. uh, again, Annabelle, we're speculating at this point. Right. Yes. I had just now heard it, so I was just wondering what you thought about that. Absolutely. And, yeah, that yeah. Russia is upset because Israel is bomb, has been bombing Syria, really, for years now. Uh, they uh-huh. do not want to allow Iran to get a foothold there, but they've also been against, um, well, Russia props up Assad. And so they, Israel has been bombing different places in Syria. Assad doesn't like that. And so there's been a big conflict there. You had the Syrian civil war um, years ago. And so Russia was involved in all of that because Russia is an ally of Syria. And so, you know, could that lead to the Six Trumpet War? You know, I, I, again, I don't know the answer to that specifically. All I can do is, all I know is that there is a war coming it's going to kill one-third of the world's mm-hmm. population. There will be a 200 million man army involved. Um, mm-hmm. Where it kicks off, I do not know. Right. Yes. Well, I thank you. That's yeah, absolutely. God bless you, and thank you for the call. Uh, let's thank go you, to Dave. Let's go to Tommy calling in the, from the U.K. God bless. Hi, Dad. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Excellent. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be very quick because I know you've got uh, lots of callers. Yeah. So I wanted to make a comment about the current situation, firstly about um, Russia and Iran situation. Uh, but do you think there's any possibility that um, Iran might take advantage? I mean, off the back of the fact that we believe the uh, the six trumpet war is going to emanate from 
those four countries, including Iran. So I was just thinking, do you, do you see any possibility of Iran or any of the other four countries taking advantage of that? Uh, and also, you know when Pakistan uh, sometimes kind of have double-edged meaning, like in the case of Daniel's prophecy, which was talking about the end of days and at this time, is it possible that the mouth of lines is suggesting that the Antichrist might come from the empire, the lion empire? Uh, so you, you can comment about that, but the main question has to do about um, uh, Romans 11, uh, which I believe you would agree with me that at the moment that salvation is by faith through, get it through grace. So, which means that after Jesus appears on the Mount of Olives, that means that there would not be a requirement for faith anymore because it's, a, it's already appeared. Yeah. So if that's the case, um, my question is, how will the Israelites at the time when Jesus would appear, be saved, because that means they would have missed the rapture, but the Bible said they would all be saved. So I'm just thinking, so how would they be saved? Because they're not going to be raptured people at the time. Okay. Jesus is arrived, and Jesus will be telling them, oh, this is me. You crucified yeah. me, and all of that. So I've had that question. Okay. So that's a lot of that's a that's a lot of questions there, Tommy. <laughs> You're going to get your money's sorry, worth, okay? Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Sorry. So, um, will any of the four nations—Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran—take advantage of the Russian situation and maybe that lead to a World War Three, um, or the yeah, the World War Three? So, from what I'm seeing happening in the news today, and I followed this for a long time. Iran is the situation that will never go away. Could it be Syria? Possibly. Could it be Iraq? Uh, could it be Turkey? Possibly all of them. But Iran is the, is the country right now that's trying to get nuclear weapons. They want to annihilate Israel. They want to annihilate the, um, uh, the United States of America. And they are in alliance right now with Russia and China. So, again, like I said earlier in the program... China and Iran are both sitting back watching. They've already seen what's happened in Afghanistan. A total debacle where uh, um, Joe Biden is a complete... He's showing the weakness of the leadership of America. And they thought, well, hey, if look at the horrible... They went in and pulled their military out before they got the civilians out. Who does that? So they watched that. Well, now... What that is doing is that is emboldening our enemies. Your, Russia says, well, if that can happen in Afghanistan, I'll just take Ukraine. At this point, we're sanctioning them, but yet we're buying oil from them. So if you think uh, Xi Jinping of China and the Ayatollahs of Iran are not watching what's going on with Ukraine and to see how that plays out, if Russia is successful... It is a possibility, and a lot of people are talking about this, that China could go ahead and take Taiwan, and then possibly Iran could go ahead, get a nuclear weapon, and they're the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. What do you think they would do if they got a nuclear weapon? What a travesty that would be. That could lead to a World War III situation tomorrow morning. And so that's what I'm seeing with that situation 
I watch Iran very closely. It could be one of the other three, but I watch Iran very closely. Number two, the Antichrist. I, I, I was kind of having a hard time hearing you there, but what I see in Bible prophecy, actually what the Bible teaches is that the Antichrist will come from a, the reborn Holy Roman Empire. Now, I know you're calling from the U.K., so the, the, yes. the Antichrist will come from the reborn Holy Roman Empire, which is the current European Union. I can yes. prove that conclusively if we had time. Um, the, the, the current European Union is the reborn Holy Roman Empire. When you guys signed the Lisbon Treaty, that was the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire, um, and that is where the Antichrist will come from. The Bible says in Daniel 7 that ten horns symbolize the current European Union, the reborn Holy Roman Empire, and the little horn uproots three of those, comes up among them, has a mouth speaking great things. That's the Antichrist. He comes from the reborn Holy Roman Empire or the current European Union. I, I can prove that conclusively. Obviously, that would take me a little while, but for the sake of time and all the callers, um, that's the treetop version. You can, you can take no that problem. to the bank, Tommy. He's not coming from the Middle East. He's not coming from the United States. He, the Antichrist will come from the current European Union. Now, number three, uh, Romans 11, 25 and 26 states, for the, for the, uh, just to bring our audience in on the conversation, Romans eleven twenty five and 26, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part hath happened to, the, to um, Israel, currently, right now, blindness in part, not all, not all Jews, but blindness in part, has happened in Israel, because I've got Jewish friends that are saved. Uh, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, and so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Um, that happens when the Lord plants His feet on the Mount of Olives, at when He comes back with His saints to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, your question was about, once they see Him, they're not going to have to have faith. Jesus told Nicodemus who huh. was... Right. So Jesus so told... That, uh, yeah. Because so, at that time, Jesus would have arrived, so there wouldn't be requirement for faith anymore. Because right, at right. the moment, salvation is by grace. Yeah. So oh, Jesus, Jesus told Nicodemus, who was a Jew, that except a man was born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. And... We teach the born-again plan, plan of salvation that was taught in the New Testament. Now, there are a lot of people, uh, and we, t- we give out a brochure, we teach this, we um, let, allow people to go to End Time website and read about it. I have heard, Tommy, this is very important, a great question. I have heard over the years, and so did my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, who was the president of End Time Ministries from the beginning, um, that... We've heard so many different definitions of the born-again plan of salvation um, that he wrote a brochure like 40-plus years ago. What do you mean born again? Because I can ask you your definition, and then I might ask another pastor here in Dallas. I might ask one in Maine, and and I might get three different definitions. Some people would say, hey, you simply have to have faith. And then some people would say, yeah, but you got to have faith and... Faith will lead to good works and all this. So what we did is we took all the scriptures in the Bible that talk about being born again and show you how to do it. And the plan that they uh, adhered to 
in the New Testament. There's one plan. And we wrote a brochure on that, and it's called, What Do You Mean, Born Again? The Bible says, and you can go to our website and read it. You can call 1-800-363-8463 and ask for that. When Jesus comes back at the, on the Mount of Olives, those Jews will have to be born again. It's not just faith. Because the Bible says that the devils believe in one God and tremble. They've got faith, but that doesn't mean they're going to be saved, right? So the Bible says, he that comes to God must first believe that, there, that God, there is a God and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So that is why we have given out, I'm going to say probably ten, millions at least of these brochures. We've sent them into prisons. We've sent them all over the world for f- almost 40 some years now that it teaches the born again plan of salvation. And I encourage everybody to go to endtime.com and to read that. What do you mean born again? Um, because there is more than just an element of faith. People have faith in a lot of stuff. And so, yes, I do have faith in Jesus Christ, but there was some different elements of to the plan of salvation um, given in for the New Testament church. And they adhered to that. If you go all the way through there, uh, when you get into Romans, uh, the Apostle Paul was not teaching a different plan of salvation than they taught in the book of Acts. And so when, just like Jesus told Nicodemus, who was a Jew, Nicodemus, except you're born again, you can't enter or see the kingdom of God. When he comes back on the Mount of Olives, those Jews will have to be born again as well. Um, yes, it will. The, the rapture will have already occurred, but that's how they will be saved. The Bible says all of Israel will be saved at that time. Um, that's what will have to happen. Uh, now, what that looks like specifically as far as a plan of salvation in the the uh, millennial reign. I don't know the answer to that. It appears there will be one, but um, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. I do thank you, Tommy. I'm coming up to the end of the program here, and I, I apologize for having to cut you off. But um, thank you all for and uh, Marcelo. If I'm sorry to leave you, if you'll email me drobbins at endtime.com, I'm happy to reply to your question. But God bless everyone, and uh, have a great weekend. Be safe out there. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.